This is episode number five with pastor and CrossFit enthusiast, Jacob Facing. Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. My name is Nick Carrier, fitness trainer and business owner. We all go through life a little bit differently, but we all have one common journey, and that's the journey to become the best version of ourself. Each day, we try to upgrade ourselves. We want to be better today than we were yesterday. That's why each week we bring you the tools and inspiration to help you become the best version of yourself and find your best you. Thanks for spending some time with me and Jacob today. Jacob's take on priorities is the thing that moved me the most during our conversation. He talked about how setting priorities has changed his life and how it can change others. Today, Jacob and I discussed the judgment of others and how it can actually play a positive role in our lives. If you're watching this on YouTube, give it a like and a comment, engage with me, subscribe there. If you're listening on iTunes, make a review, move this thing up. The more reviews you write, the more people get access to these tools, tips, and inspiration. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today with my man, Jacob Facing. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. I got the one and only Jacob Facing with me here today. I'm really pumped to have Jacob. I followed him a few months back now and... I've already just been super inspired about his story and his continuing transformation on how he pushes himself towards his goal. Uh, but the way I want to start today, Jacob, is I want to take you back to that night back in 2009 where you talk about how you had this realization. And I want you to talk about that realization, kind of how it happened and what you did about it. I was at a stoplight and like the realization just came upon me, like things have changed, like I have to be different. Um, and in, in 2009, like we had, I had two young kids at home. Um, I don't know that that had anything to, to do with it necessarily. Um, but, um, maybe some of it, maybe yeah. some of it initially. Um, and, but I don't think that's a, that's a reason for like long-term results either. Right. So, so there's, there's more to talk about there if you wanted to, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It just came over me and I was at a, I was a stoplight and all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, like, you were literally killing yourself. I don't remember if I was even eating anything at that point, but I was eating myself to death. Like yeah. I couldn't keep up. And, like my job is is not a physical job, but it involves constantly moving mm-hmm. and constantly being places and, and, and running around. And so um, it was after a long day of it was a Wednesday night. I know because it was a 12, 14 hour work day mm-hmm. um, and I was exhausted. And I don't know if the exhaustion just played into the point of me going I, I have something to deal with, like right. something to come out of instead of a lot of noise around, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause a lot of times when we're, we're just going 90 miles a, mi- a minute, like there's, you know, you're focused on whatever you're doing. Oh yeah. You're not focused on your life. You're not focused on whatever things you need to deal with or whatever is like kind of being brought up within you to deal with. And, and that night, I guess I was just at the right, right time to do right, it. You know? Right stuff. Yeah. Right, to let it. Let the realization kind of kick in. Oh, yeah. And it, I mean, it hit hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I realized that, that things needed to, to be different or just prepare the family for me not being around. Gotcha. Yeah. So what was, after that realization, what was step number one? Uh, talking about it a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I think I started with my friends um, instead of my wife. <laughs> you know, like, it's just easier. Yeah. Uh, because then I, I, I had a small group that I met with every week. And so, like, we would get together for coffee or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I remember um, talking to them. I was like, I think I, I think I need to get, like, healthy. Like, I think I need to make some changes. Right. And um, 
And they're like, yeah, that'd be a great idea for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was yeah. Like, I was like, all right, great. Why couldn't you say th- something earlier? But, yeah. um, so then I started telling people and I started widening that circle of people who, um, I'd allowed to know that I was struggling with, with food and struggling with, um, um, just not, not being the best me that I could be. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think communicating your goal and, or your vision or whatever you want to call it? What do you think communicating that with other people did for you? And what did that, how did that help mm-hmm. you to move forward? Yeah. I mean, a couple things. Um, one, it added a layer of accountability that was never there before. Okay. Um, cause our natural assumption is that if we don't know that someone cares about something, we assume they don't care about it. Yeah. And, and so if I have a friend that's eating McDonald's every day for lunch, I assume they don't care. You know, it, it, my job is not to police them or be their parent, but if they come to me and say, Hey, can you help me watch what I'm eating? Then when you post a, you know, a picture of something you're eating, then I'm going to comment on it. Right. And be like, you're better than that. Um, but so, you know, for me, it was telling people was, was riding, you know, kind of widening that accountability of people around me so that if I was making a food choice, I knew that there were people with eyes and ears that were around me that might go, um, wag your finger at like that. Yeah. You, you sure you, you doing that? Yeah. Um, and, and that, that was helpful to me. And, and so there was that. And, and then the second thing is, um, besides accountability, it also just frees you from keeping something internal. Mm. Um, cause like so much stuff we keep inside of us is going to blow up at some point. Yeah. And, and so the more of that we can kind of diffuse and, and, and relinquish out of our bodies, then, then the easier it is kind of keep moving forward. Gotcha. Yeah. So you communicated the goal with everybody. You felt like you had, a, you had accountability. You got it out. Yeah. What next? Was it with the well, fitness thing or was it changing your eating habits or? Yeah. It, well, it, I don't know that I even had any goals. Yeah. You know, honestly, like, like Just real the goals. idea of getting healthy. Yeah. And so like I, I knew I needed to make changes. And so um, there were a couple of things I started doing. One, one of them started at that point, I was starting cycling. And okay. so I would ride a bike um, and I got into road cycling. And so then I, along that way, I would set goals. Like I want to do a metric century and then I want to do a century ride, yeah. like all those things. And so you'd start, you know, which a metric century is like 60 to 65 miles. Okay. And then a full century ride is, is a hundred mile ride. Like in one day, you just go and, and do the thing. Um, and so you can set goals there. And so that was one of the things that came along with cycling and then, and also became a, a triathlon goal of com- competing gotcha. in, in a triathlon. Um, and then nutritionally, I found this lady at my church who uh, worked for Vanderbilt, who was a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And uh, she heard about me just trying to make some changes, wanted to do things differently. She saw me riding my bike. And then um, she offered to help. And, cool. and she goes, hey, I, I do this for a living. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I could help you. Um, and I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and so I started writing down everything that I was putting in my mouth mm-hmm. and making a food journal. And then I would give it to her every like week or two. And then she would make notes, hand it back to me of changes I needed yeah. to make. And so, like, that cycle went on um, for the next the next couple of years. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, I think that one thing that speaking your goals or at least what you want to happen out mm-hmm. to other people, what can also do, it holds you accountable, but it also gets more people on your team mm-hmm. and on your back. So, she knew that, that she yeah. – or that you were going after something and she wanted to support you. But if mm-hmm. you hadn't had voiced it, right. then you would have had someone rally around you. So that's yeah. cool. And, and with me, like I, I battled at that point, I was really battling depression real hard. Mm-hmm. And so like self-isolation was super easy yeah. and, and a default thing for me to do. And so um, to push myself to get it out there made that even better because there, I found out there was more positive people around me 
that wanted me and wanted to help me get to where I wanted to, wanted to be. Right. Um, which I never thought existed before because yeah. I was a depressed, you know, guy that was just mm-hmm. like, no one, no one cares. Yeah. Throwing pity party kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, and like every journey, no journey is always smooth sailing, going straight up hill and everything like that. I saw that in 2010, you had a little bit of a setback. You kind of went yeah. back to where you were. Tell me a little bit about that setback and what re-motivated you towards the healthy goal. Yeah. And so, um, I had a great like year, 18 months or whatever, yeah. like strong, like competed in triathlon. We're making wow. ride goals. Like it, it was great. Like I dropped, um, gosh, I dropped a lot, like over a hundred pounds. Like, mm-hmm. I, and so I got, where done, did you start? I started over like 415 pounds. Wow. Like, and, and that was, that was not my heaviest mm-hmm. because I started this and like months into it, I got, I never could find a scale that, that went up that far for mm-hmm. one thing. Most scales, um, in doctor's office, you know, with the, with the things that you move and, you know, put right. on the numbers yeah. go up to 400 gotcha. max. Wow. Most of them just go to 350. And, and so there was no way to ever weigh me. Like I'd go to the doctor before and you stand on and go, all right, move on height. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. yeah, still six, five. Great. Um, and so I got sick with like an ear infection or something. Uh-huh. And so I walked into this uh, Vanderbilt walk-in clinic um, and they had a scale that like would, would, I don't know, go with to infinity. I don't know. It didn't yeah. say it, it had like a load on it. You okay. know? And so I found out at that point I was, I was 415 pounds and that was after a few months of making like radical changes and, and feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they allowed me also, like I asked about, it, I was like, so can I come and use this yeah. like every once in a while now? So I, I tracked a little bit better. Um, from that point on, but, um, but yeah, basically there was a huge job transition job became a, uh, a really bad place to be in. Okay. Like it was bad. Um, I, I was killing myself trying to be, um, the best father, the best husband, the, the, the best worker, the best like healthy person. Yeah. Like I was going, you know, full out yeah. trying to be the best in everything. Okay. Like I just wanted to be successful in everything. Um, especially with, with younger kids. Like I just want to be a great dad and I want to be a great husband. You, you can't necessarily be even both of those <laughs> at your best ability, you right. know, like, and not all the time. Um, and so I was, I was learning a lesson about priorities that I didn't know I was learning at that point. Mm. And so I started crashing and burning. Um, I walked away from the job that I was in and, and, and fairly successful at and, and just like changed careers. Wow. And I was like, I don't want anything. I don't want any part of that. I don't, I don't want to do anything with yeah. it. I, I'm done. And so I walked out and, uh, and then started working for a uh, Christian music publishing company. Um, and went from like answering phones to like the executive assistant, like within like yeah. a, a few weeks. That's awesome. It was hilarious. Um, and I hated working nine to five. Yeah. Like I, I just hated it. And, and I hated that. And so like, food started creeping back in and bad choices. And so like my weight escalated. Um, and, and I got back to where I was, you know, um, I didn't quite go as heavy. I didn't go, I think, um, I stayed under 400 at least, which, you know, uh, some positive from the negative. Um, but yeah, it it was another like just terrible, depressive season again. And did you just kind of have that same almost moment to yourself that, Wow, this no. is happening again or no, I, I noticed it was happening again and I almost couldn't do anything about it in mm. this, in the season and space in which I was inhabiting. Mm. 
Like I, I felt trapped in it. And then I started making some job transitions, some, some, I started picking up some part-time work of something just I wanted to do out of love, out of, out of a desire. And in that space over the next like year, I started healing from what had happened. Yeah. And so, wow. um, it took me a, a year of concerted effort just to heal internally mm-hmm. from, from what I, what I experienced gotcha. when I, when I crashed and burned. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that you said is that you learned a lesson in priorities that you hadn't even learned yet. What was mm-hmm. that lesson? Yeah. Well, I learned you can't do everything. Okay. And I knew that. Like I, <laughs> I, I learned that real quick. Um, but the idea of who I wanted to be and set priorities for, like, I, I realized that we all get the same amount of days. Yeah. Like we get 24 hours every single day. Nobody gets more. Mm-hmm. Some people get less, yeah. but not everybody gets more. And, and so within that 24 hours, you have to prioritize what's the most important thing to you. It, it's not that people ever don't have time to exercise yeah. or don't have time to spend with their kids or don't have time to, to go on a date with, with their spouse. Like it's never an issue of time. It's an issue of priorities. Okay. And, and so whatever you prioritize is what you're going to have time for. Okay. If you prioritize work over everything, then you're going to work a 12 hour day and go home happy. Yeah. But everything else is going to crash and burn. So how does that daily practice of setting the priorities look like for you? Yeah. It, it, well, I schedule around certain things. Yeah. Like for, for me today, um, and, and getting back on the, on the horse back then, um, I started just setting parties. Like I have to work out every day. Mm. Like I have to. And so everything gets planned around workout and eating. Yeah. Like for me, <laughs> hey. which, which sounds ridiculous. Um, no, I feel like that if more people were like that, it'd be, I feel like that's what it should be because healthy net or having a healthy body is beneficial to you and everybody yeah. around you. And that's really the, the most important thing at the end of the day. Sure. Yeah. And it, and it took, and this was not easy. Like it wasn't like an overnight thing. This mm-hmm. took me like yeah. years of practice. No, nothing's but, overnight. But, but like for me, every morning I start out with working out for, for a number of reasons. One, it's my, it's my top priority. Like I want to move. I want to physically, I want to get stronger. I yeah. want to get, you know, um, I want, I want to be able to go further. I want to do things that I can't, I never thought I could do before in, in my life. Um, and so that's number one, but I do it first thing in the morning because it doesn't mess with anything else. You know, I get home right. and my kids are waking up for school and mm-hmm. I can get them ready for school. That gives me family time. Um, I can do it that early in the morning because any other time of the day, something can take its place. Mm-hmm. You know, do I, am I a morning person? Heck no. Right. Like, do I love working out at 5 a.m.? Heck no. <laughs> like, I hate it. There's been a couple of mornings recently where I've gotten to work out at 6 a.m. and it is so much better yeah. than 5 a.m. Okay. Because that extra hour of sleep is magical. Right. But, that doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know, like, so today I was back up at five, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, um, but it's, it's a priority. And so when I started working, um, my a food plan and, and I was working with a guy named Jamie free, um, I would literally set alarms on my phone. Okay. And so no matter where I was, no, what, it didn't matter what meeting I was in. It didn't matter anything. When my alarm went off to eat, like I would eat gotcha. whatever that was. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, still today, like, I, I don't have to have alarms anymore, but I know exactly what time I'm eating and what I'm eating during that meal um, so oh, that yeah. I can get it all together every morning. Hell yeah, know? that's awesome. I think it's awesome because I think so many people probably realize that health needs to be a bigger priority of their life, but don't actually take action on it. So yeah. for you to actually acknowledge it, realize it's there and take action on it and actually wake up at 5 a.m. even though it sucks to work out, mm-hmm. that you actually do it because you realize how much it benefits you and probably benefits the people around you. Yeah. And, yeah. and what I learned from that was um, if 
if I can value me, if I can invest in me, health and food wise, you know, internally, externally, everything like mind, body, spirit, the whole thing. If, yeah. if, if that's on my top priority, then I can do everything else with much better success. Gotcha. Um, I can be a better dad. I can be a better husband. I can be a, a better worker mm-hmm. because I'm feeling great about who I am. Yeah. You know, and, and, and because I feel good, I've been fueled. I'm eating the right food. Right. You know, I've worked out. And so my body's at a different, different place than ever before. You know, I can, I can go further and longer before than ever before. And, and so it helps in every single area of life. Yeah. But so many of us, we go, Oh, you know, there's too many other things that are more important. I got to right. sick someone or, you know, I got kids or I just had a baby and, and all this stuff. And, um, my last, change like fast forwarding from the drought that I came into and coming out of I was with that small group again and we were talking about exercise and this guy goes man I've been seeing a lot about this CrossFit thing yeah not and I was like tell me about CrossFit I don't know about CrossFit um and then I started uh you know researching I found there's a CrossFit box close to where I lived and so I remember I was so scared to go in it like it was super intense. I oh, drove shit. past it. My girls te- took ballet in the strip mall yeah. down. <laughs> and so like I would drop them off and like drive past no it. And I'd like look in and like there's people sweating and spitting and cussing. Like I don't, I don't know what's happening in there, right. but it looks like it's terrible. Yeah. And it looks like people are hurting themselves. And I, and I don't know what's happening. And so I emailed the guy, one of the owners and I said, Hey, I, I'm interested in some information about, I wanted somebody to hold my hand. Like I just, yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted some security, mm-hmm. some emotional security. And I didn't get any of it. And, and the guy was like, I just stopped by. There's this guy named bald. There's the bald guy. His name's Greg. Just stop by and talk to him. He'll get you hooked up. And so I was like, took another week or two. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And so I finally came in there, and uh, sure enough, this jacked up dude named Greg okay. um, came. Was like, "Oh, hey, I heard, heard you were coming. Yeah, we're finishing up things. You know, I'll get to you if you have any questions." Yeah. And so, like, class is ending. There's a huge mass of people waiting to go into class because it's in this space that's kind of too small for the people in it. And and there's people and they're they're barely have any clothes on. Most of them are the guys are all topless mm-hmm. and and they're like sweating profusely. And I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna die if I stay around here. So I so I hid again um, and left. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like, it took me weeks. Um, so but, how long did it take you to step foot in there? Uh, another like couple of weeks. Okay. So I, like in 2014, I started in June. Um, was there something that pushed you to start or did they, or did they, I just finally sacked up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And, and I was emailing the guy, the other owner, his name's Matt at the time. And Matt, Matt was, you know, encouraging me like, Hey, just want to check back in. How are you doing? You want to come by and do a class? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started like, they had a month long, like essentials class where you learned Olympic lifting and you learned what goes on in class and eating and stuff like that. Um, and so that, that launched, this new thing in my life that, that completely changed me. Um, but still like for me, like nutritionally, okay, it was, it was crap. Like, yeah. I, um, because a lot of skinny, healthy people would say you could eat whatever you want as long as you're eating the right things. Yeah. And to like an overweight dude, like eating whatever I want, as long as it's healthy, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean Jack. Like I can eat all kinds of like steaks all day long right. and it can like not have butter or anything on it, but I'll eat them, you know, I'll yeah. eat, you know, 80 ounces or whatever. I got you. <laughs> um, and so like nothing changed mm-hmm. and, and until I started working with Jamie, um, with, uh, 
two seven health and wellness and, and like he started writing plans and, and he would change it and make tweaks and we'd do body scans and I learned about like percentage of body fat and how like if the number doesn't change but that percentage of body fat's changing like that's a good deal gotcha. and so um he completely educated me around nutrition and, and and you know kind of led me to the point where I am today but like um coming back into it I had to widen that net again. Yeah. And so I started the blog. I started um an Instagram account totally separate than like my family. Mm-hmm. Cause I figured most people, I was like, I'm going to post a lot. Yeah. And I figure most people don't care. Yeah. And so if you care, you can come over here and probably like, another and, like, way to hold you accountable out. though. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people did like, I, I picked up some sponsorships, like mm-hmm. people sponsoring the, the process and stuff, which was cool. And, um, and still have, you know, people that, that are investing in, in me for Very no, cool. no good reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, but, but Give yourself I, some credit. Yeah. But, you know, I've set priorities and, you know, it, it's, it's been the biggest help for me. Um, and, and I think it's the hardest thing to do as yeah. well, though. I want to, yeah, I wanted to touch back on the priority for sh- priorities for sure, because I think that's where so, pe- so many people go wrong is not, and not, yeah. not in a bad intentional way, but that they either care for other people too much or just so distracted mm-hmm. of things outside of themselves yeah. and they don't work on themselves first because that really is how you're going to serve other people the best, right? Is showing oh, yeah. up as your best yourself, your uh, mm-hmm. healthiest self and everything like that. Cause that's how you're going to be able to serve them in the best way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and I, and I've written about this several times in, in my blog, just um, early on, there was a mom that came to me and, and was talking about this. And she was like, listen, I, I've started this CrossFit thing. I worked out with her and she was like, so many of the other moms in my circle, she was a homeschool mom and they had a collective that came together. And she was like, the moms um, say they don't have time that they need to prioritize their kids right now because they only have their kids for a certain amount of yeah. time, which is true. You got, you got 18 years, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays you, you, you have a lot more, it seems like, but, um, <laughs> but that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> But, but like, she was like, can you, can you just write something about like how, how in the world you do that? Because I know how busy of a life you have. Yeah. Like my life is not any less busy than anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's sporadic and, and, and crazy. Right. You know, like I just came straight from the hospital. I didn't know I was going to the hospital earlier today. And like mm-hmm. I was there. Um, and so, um, I was like, sure. And so I ended up kind of just thinking about, what in the world is going through their minds. And so I started asking some moms, I was like, so, you know, cause I still had girls that danced. And so mm-hmm. I would be at the dance studio and I'd be the only dude there. Yeah. Um, and so I'd ask some of the moms, like how, how they set their priorities. Like, do they invest in themselves? And they're like, nah, you know, it's just, you know, I, I got, I got too much to do. I got mm-hmm. too much going on and, and I don't have time. And so I started writing about how, um, how he, here's what we're doing, especially if you're, if you're a parent, um, and, and I'm not letting people off that aren't parents, but, but as a parent, that that's the frame in, in the pool that I swim in mm-hmm. the fact that like my kids are watching me. And, and so what I set as a priority is something they're learning to set as a priority for themselves. Yeah. And so if my only priority is them, then how am I teaching them anything for life? Wow. Yeah. And, and, and so if they see me that I come in sweaty every single morning from working out, um, and I can be there and present and available to them instead of rolling out of bed, barely making it through the day, mm-hmm. um, because I've done everything for them and everything for other yeah. people and I'm dead inside and outside. Then what am I teaching them to, to do when they grow up? Yeah. You got to set the precedent be the yeah. role model to show them that it is important to take care of yourself yeah. um, and set your priorities straight. Yeah. And, and so from, from, so, so from a healthy 
perspective from from me eating right, feeling good about my body because right. I'm eating well. My body likes it. I feel good about it. I have more energy. I, I feel great. Um, and then I get to stress my body, which then creates this uh, thing that I never thought was possible within me. Um, like this morning, I was working out. We were doing rope climbs, and it was like we, we rope climbed for like fun, and we, then we rope climbed for like the, the workout portion. Yeah. Tons of rope climbs. Um, like that was impossible a little over a year ago. Right. Impossible. Like you showed me a rope, I'd be like, okay, great. Are we going to like pull mm-hmm. tug of war? Like, like I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but climbing a rope, that's impossible. Um, I think I that's a huge lesson because, uh, just, just over a year ago, cause a year can seem like a long time when you're sitting there and thinking about it. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, a year is not that long. If you no. put in the work and set your priorities, like you have, it's attainable. Yeah. The days are long. The years are short. And like, if you can focus on one thing for a year and, and that's ultimately what I did. Like mm-hmm. I didn't start with nutrition and CrossFit this last time. Like I started with CrossFit. Okay. I got the workout done. I went three days a week. Then I moved up to unlimited. Then I go like every day, um, except for Sundays. I don't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to take one rest day. Yeah. It'd be ideal to take two, but I'm, I'm too routine. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, then I added the nutrition part. Right. And then I could do those together. And so like now, what am I going to add now? Well, maybe I'll start coaching some. There you go. And so I'm going to add that element in there because I want to help other people experience what, I, what I've experienced, like the so freedom, cool. the power that, that come along with just um, this new lifestyle that, I, that I've yeah, been definitely. a part of. Yeah, it's awesome to give it back. Um, real quick, I'm going to have to reset the camera probably because it can only video for about 23 minutes. So I'm just going to reset it. That's funny. I know it's annoying. <sighs> Tried so many times to try to reset the the setting, but can't do it. Um, so where I want to go now is I want to ask you is if you're talk, talking to somebody who was in the same spot that you were mm-hmm. in 2009, super down on themselves, overweight, what would your conversation be like to them? Um, I, I always want to know why they're doing it. Like what's your what's your why? Because mm-hmm. if your why sucks, then you're not going to make it. Okay. And, and to me, your why is not because you have kids. It's not because you have a wife that you have to take care of. It's not because anything external whatsoever. Like if your why is external, then you're not going to have longevity in it. Gotcha. Um, however, if their why is, um, because I want to be the best me that I can be, or I want to be able to, um, get up if I fall down when I'm old, or I, I want, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. If it's, if it's something about them personally that they have ownership over that they want to change, that they want to see different. Um, like I want to drop 20 pounds so that, you know, I can breathe better. Right. Or like stop taking diabetes medication, right. you know, whatever. Um, then yeah, game on. Let's go do that. And, and then we set priorities. Like, what, what's your priority? Um, and then we set a plan. Like priorities and plan are always my big deals. I'm like, what, what are your priorities? And then from that, if your priority is I want to eat right and I want to work out every day, I want to make sure that happens. Work, you're going to show up for. Right. Like it's important to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's not going to change. Yeah. You know, you don't have to set work priorities right now. Like you, you, those take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you look at your plan and you go, okay. If work is from nine to five and it takes me 30 minutes to get to work and I need to work out before I go to work because the afternoon I got other things to do or whatever, then we set, then we set the time. What time's wake up? Okay. Wake up's this time and then we got to go work out and then we got to get back in and shower. We got to eat well. You know, if we're eating breakfast, depending on your plan, whatever you're, you're, you know, intermittent fasting or something that that's a whole new deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but whatever it is, 
what, what's the time look like in the morning? Set that, make it a plan. You know, does your plan include the externals that you need to include, like your wife and kids? To, you know, is, is that going to be a part of it? Yeah. And then you go to the end of the day and you go, well, what time does that mean you need to go to bed? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if very like, concrete. Yeah. So it makes it so you really don't even have that make many decisions to make in your day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you set yourself up for success because you have a great plan. You work the plan, mm-hmm. period. Gotcha. Um, and so that's where the alarms for the phone, you know, for the food came up. Yeah. That's where, uh, like I, I monitor everything. Like I monitor my sleep. And so like, I know that I, I need between six and seven hours. I'm optimal between those two times. Okay. Any more than seven, I get drowsy. Any less than six, I get drowsy. Yeah. So somewhere between six and seven hours. And so I know what time I need to go to bed. If I'm waking up at four, I need to be in bed by 10. You know, preferably start moving there at 930, but actually in the bed at 10 o'clock. Like that's where I need to be. Um, and so, you know, that's the plan. Gotcha. You know, that means the kids need to be in bed at a certain time. That means, means you know, that work needs to be done at a certain time. Gotcha. You know, and kind of, and kind of filters through there. And, and so it puts pressure, um, to make you sure you get your stuff done when you need to get it done. Mm-hmm. If you're a procrastinator like I am, like that's helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you're not a procrastinator, it's still helpful. But. Yeah, you definitely sound like a very, and this is how I am too, a very routine kind of habit type person. Yeah, yeah. Is there one routine or one habit in particular that is, I absolutely have to do that or day's going to be tough? Yeah, my my food is my biggest okay. priority. Um, it, is and, it just I, the entire day worth of food or just breakfast or lunch? or No, I need there, to know my food plan. For like the next day, I need to know my plan before I go to bed okay. every night for the day. Period. Um, and I and I can work in changes in that because my my day is in and out and, and changes at at the whim at any whim whatsoever. Um, but like when I'm on vacation, even I have to know where we're eating, what time we're eating. Yeah, because you maybe make a bad decision if not. Yeah, because if I let myself get to the point where I'm hungry, mm-hmm. bad things are gonna happen. Mm. Gotcha. And, and I may eat good food, right. but it's going to be a lot of it, you know, because I'm hungry and I want to stop feeling hungry. Yeah. Um, like right now I'm doing like intermittent fasting, which is, which is fantastic. But I have to get in my day's calories within eight hours. Right. And that's completely messed things up because like the first two hours of the day now, like I'm eating. Like <laughs> it's like yeah. almost nonstop. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of get back on schedule a little okay. bit, but like, um, but yeah, I have to plan it out. I have to know exactly when when meal times are and what's what's happening in that meal before you know, so I don't let myself get hungry. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So you're a pastor at a church, right? Yeah. Um, what has going through this entire journey, going through this process, is not over. But what is going through everything taught you, and what is it? How has it served you in a positive way to be a better pastor? Yeah. Um, it definitely makes me more available for people. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Well, I think when we're dealing with stuff, when we have our own burdens or we have our own things that we're wrestling with, um, whether that's self-image or uh, emotional things like depression and stuff like that, um, guys are just as bad about self-image as anybody else, and we just don't like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when I started my blog, that's the whole reason I started it, because people weren't talking about their emotions. Like men, I could find tons of women yeah. who are willing to talk about their emotions and, and they're dealing with food. But men are like virtually silent right. online. And so I started that for that reason. Um, but for me, if I have my plan made, I know what I'm doing. I know the things I need to do to operate at my best. If though, if I'm executing those well, then I can be fully present to anything else mm-hmm. that happens. So how does that, how does everything you learn come across in your preaching at your, as a pastor? Like when you're talking to mm-hmm. people, what has the lesson, how have the lessons that you've learned 
vocalize into your communication mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. I mean, I think in my context, it's more of my honesty that's helped more than anything. Um, that I'm willing to put myself out there and say, these are my struggles. This is what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. It's not easy. I, I get short with people. I, you know, I, I struggle with this. Um, and I think it helps people relate to me and go, Oh, like, like that dude's a real person. Yeah. And like he, he's got problems as opposed to like so many times people up on that platform preaching or whatever every Sunday. And people are like, Oh, that person's perfect. That, they don't have the problems that we have. And I'm like, nah, man, my, my marriage, we fight. Like kids, I scream at, I screamed at one last night before she went to bed. You know, felt terrible about. It. Woke up even going, man, I wish I didn't act like that. You know, but but like the because I put myself out there, because I'm honest and, and realistic about things, I'm not just keeping it in and going, oh, this is my struggle. You don't need to worry about that. I'm not burdening people, but I'm just making people aware that like my life is normal, just like everybody else, and, that, and that's made a big deal. Gotcha. Um, but the mental clarity that I'm allowed to have because of, of health and wellness and, and my ability to listen better, my, t- my attention, yeah. my ability to, to get my work done quicker um, is, is exponentially different. Wow. You know, that's because awesome. of it. Yeah. And it's really good that you can kind of pick that out and see the difference. And I feel like that's also kind of a self-motivating factor yeah. to, in, in order to stay healthy. Uh, the one thing that I saw that I read on your blog, maybe mm-hmm. about a month ago, was, and you said that you were kind of going on a rant about judgment. And I think that, (laughs) I think a lot of people talk about judgment in the negative sense, Mm -hmm. but you talked about it in a a positive light, right? And I don't want it to, and I was, I was agreeing with you for the most, like when you were talking, well, I was going to say for the most part, but I I fully agreed with you, but it can come across as a little bit straightforward or, you know, in your face to somebody who didn't actually maybe like think about it a lot. So I want you to kind of talk about the, your rant on judgment and kind of how that plays a, plays a part in your life and how you feel people should judge each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I've, I mean, I've always been judged because of how I look like I played sports growing up and I was always big, Mm -hmm. always a big kid. Like I haven't played soccer. Um, and, and one of the, one of the, uh, earliest memories that I have of, of walking and it wasn't there. This is like, I was playing on a select team as a freshman in high school and walking onto a field and the other coach was coming off the field and he goes, Oh, is your plan to take up the goal? Cause oh, I was no. a goalie and I still a remember that today. That? Yeah. And like an adult, like, you know, and, wow. and, and, and it, and it killed me. Like it still hurts today to even yeah. like think about it. Um, because. That they judge me as someone who is incapable, or um, my only c- contribution to the world is taking up space. Mm-hmm. Um, which for a big guy, that is all we're concerned about. Yeah, like we're concerned about taking up people's space. That that we're invading people's space, and we don't wow. want to be in because because our space is always being like taken over other right. spaces. Like you sit in an airplane, and like you're taking up like all the space. Like, yeah, and, and you know, like and you're, you're trying talk- to be as self conscious about that as possible. Yeah. yeah, which is one of the most liberating things when you like get on an airplane and like fit and like everything's great. Yeah, you know, like that's wow. a, that's a whole new win. That's but, cool. Um, but yeah, like. I think you're talking about the one I wrote when I was at Mayhem. Is that yeah, coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, get, I go on rants. I have a lot of people in that go to like the judgment free zone, the yeah. uh, whatever, whatever that workout place is I, called. Yeah. Planet Fitness or whatever. Yeah, I don't so know. I got you. So where do you think it plays a yeah good role in life? Yeah. So 
the the judgment side of things is like the big thing with the global gyms is like we don't judge you, mm-hmm. and and in and in CrossFit we ne- we never say we don't judge you. Um, what's in reality the judgment we're talking about actually is reversed. I think the places that say no judgment um, are, are some of the most judgy places. Yeah. Um, Cause I've gone to work out there um, and realized like I can't um, b- because the, the lurk alarm is going to go off mm-hmm. um, because you know, I'm doing things cause I, I need to get my body up to a certain place where I, I, I feel like I'm doing something Yeah. Um, at CrossFit. Like people are always judging me, you know, in, in terms of like, do do that the right technique or or they've looked at me a year ago and and something I'm doing now and going holy crap I can't believe you've gotten this far yeah. in that little bit of time and and so the judgment in terms of like um seeing verdicts in my life like seeing results that yeah. that come and they comment on them which is what judgment is you know yeah. you're commenting on something you observe and so um what judgment I need is that people that actually care enough to notice yeah. That they, that they've cared enough to notice, like, you know, I had a lady that came up to me and said, you know, you're looking, um, really like thin today. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you like you even, even tapered anymore. I'm like, well, that's the goal. Like, yeah. like, that's what I'm trying to. Um, and she's like, well, I hadn't seen you in a couple months, but like, it, it, you know, it was kind of shocking today. Um, and I was like, that's awesome because she judged me back then that I was bigger yeah. than I am now. Right. And, and she comments on that. And to me, I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like, right. It, you know, it, so they're they're basically two completely different kinds of judgment. It's oh, yeah. coming from a loving side, uh, I want better for you, kind of a thing, and holding maybe you accountable to that, mm-hmm. versus just saying that you're just here to take up the goal. And from yeah, a negative, it's point. people who actually care enough mm. to judge you. Yeah, you know, and as opposed to we don't care, but in so a, we're not judging you in a constructible kind of way, mm-hmm. not in a put you down kind mm-hmm. of way. Yeah, yeah, which I've I've never experienced in. In, in my fitness genre at mm-hmm. all uh, ever is, is a negative judgmental place. Yeah. Um, even when I travel and drop into different like CrossFit boxes and places, um, people might make a few assumptions like, how do you need to scale this? Yeah. And generally they're probably right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but then like I'll kill the workout and, and they'll be like, Oh, all right. Well, never right. mind about that. Yeah. Like, because they have to take on safety parameters, mm-hmm. you know, like, if someone that doesn't need to be pull doing pull-ups is suddenly trying to like kit pull-ups because they're in a new environment, they want to show off yeah. and like rips their arm off or something that, yeah, I mean, that's an issue. Yeah. So like, you know, it's just different, but, um, but yeah, I, you no, know, I, I want people to kind of, I think that, I think that explaining it, using the word judgment and explaining it in that kind of a way mm-hmm. would be very constructive for a lot of people. So yeah. I, think that, I think that was cool. So yeah. one of the questions I ask everybody towards the end is how old are you now? 39. 39. Okay. In 10 years, you're going to be 49. Um, yeah. we, people have. Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but, you know, I'm sure you've got goals and visions about what you want to do and how you want to get your message across to other people. Mm-hmm. So, at what does 49 year old uh, Jacob Fasig look like? What have you done? What have you communicated with people and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Okay. Um, for for me, my goal is forty, um, and so I have till the end of January. Yep. Um, and so from then, there's very detailed goals. Like there's not a number on the scale, but there's like movement standards okay. that I want to be able to do. Like I'd love to do a muscle up or a ring muscle up, and like so there's movements that I never thought was possible that I want to obtain by forty. Yeah. Like I want to be in the best shape of my life by forty, and I'm already honestly in the best shape of my life that I've right. ever been in. Even when I got down to to a lighter weight, I'm still not in as good shape as I, I am today. Um, 
And so I know that that 40, I have a, a hard line of like, yeah, this is the expectation I have. I may or may not get it. Yeah. Um, and that may, you know, move over to like 42 or mm-hmm. 50 or 49 or whatever. Um, but, but for me this year, for sure, it's, you know, to help people by sharing my story, mm-hmm. you know, not so that I get any fame or any credit for anything, but just the fact that like, I did it and it was hard and it took a long time. It wasn't overnight. There yeah. wasn't a magic pill. Like I just grind every single day and you can do it. Yeah. Um, and, and my life is no different than anybody else's and, and, and we can, you know, there, there's hope there. Yeah. And, and so like I, I hope to over the next 10 years get that story out there more. Like I would love to impact more people's lives. Um, in, in terms of getting them out of the, the, the pit of desperation that they think they're in. Yeah. Um, where they feel like there's no way out that they have bad joints. Mm-hmm. Or they have, you know, bad knees or Blind whatever. Knees I was like, this because you don't, you don't use them. Right. You know, I have, a, I have a friend, my best friend. He, he has type one diabetes. Okay. Diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he, uh, he, uh, he started doing keto, yeah. um, about a month ago and has only taken insulin once over the last month. Wow. And this guy had like, like pump oh on his gosh, hip. That like is super cool. And, uh, and it was only because he was on family vacation. And he, he got into like pizza, like all these places, like where you, yeah. Yeah, you have to, like right. you're, you're in Chicago, you gotta have Chicago pizza, yeah. you know, like there's just certain standards, you know, like hashtag America. <laughs> and, and so, so he had that, he was like, I took, you know, I had to get, had to take insulin. But other than that, like I've had zero. That is awesome. And so like I'm around people who's chronic disease and stuff are being healed because they're taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so the more that I can get the message out there and be like, no, you don't have to settle. Like yeah. you don't have to stay where you are. And it doesn't matter if you're 60, it doesn't matter if you're 70, like you can change now and, and live to your 90 or yeah. what, what, like you can make changes yeah. now and it's going to be hard. It's going to suck, but like, I'll walk with you. Yeah. You hear that people now is the time. Go do it. <laughs> um, right. gosh, well, before I ask the last question, I want to acknowledge you for a second for being able to not only just pick out your priorities, but actually taking action on them. Because Mm -hmm. as I kind of noted earlier, I think that a lot of people can pick out what their priorities maybe should be, but actually devising an action plan, like Mm -hmm. you, like you stressed and being able to go out and perform it and do it over and over and over again. Like I, like we'd already talked about it. It wasn't always just this smooth sailing journey. It's Mm -hmm. been a long time, but being able to be persistent and consistent with that, Mm -hmm. um, is something that I think is awesome. And not a lot of people can do. Um, and I wanted to make sure I'd note you for that for sure. Um, but work, I want to make sure people can follow you online, tell where you hang out on social media, your website and everything like that. Yeah. All the fitness stuff is fit by 40.blog. Okay. Um, and that's like Facebook, Jacob Facig. There's two different ones. One of them, um, is my public page, which is, which is just the fitness stuff. Once again, I just, I have two different lives. You can follow either. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not one that's hidden. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I just assume people don't care about all the fitness stuff since I post every single day. Right. Um, and then fit by 40.blog is my, actually my web address, my blog. And so. Awesome. We'll go on and follow him, guys. It's awesome, super inspirational. Um, but the last question I always end with everybody is I have kind of voiced my my feeling, what is my purpose? That to help people become the best version of yourself. And I told you mm-hmm. I don't like cliches, but I feel like there's a purpose in that statement because we're all trying to get better each and every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long journey. I don't know if we ever even get to that best version of ourselves, but we're always striving sure. um, towards it at least. But what I want to ask for you personally mm-hmm. is if you could do or work on three things to help become closer to that best version of yourself, 
what are three things that you could do or that you could work on to be that best Jacob facing? Yeah. I mean, I know for sure of one immediately. (laughs) And, um, my biggest one, my biggest one is, um, self-motivation, like to do things on my own. Mm -hmm. Uh, I struggle so much doing stuff on my own. Like I've, I've, I have this great home gym. Great. I've worked for years on still adding pieces to it. Um, I'll use it sporadically, but like there's things I need to be working on now so I can get my goals in the next couple months that I, you know, self-motivation is tough. Like I've got the food on lock, got that down, self-motivated everything. Like I even log it and and do it everything. But, um, but yeah, it just, and so, you know, for me, that's why I I make up for that with all surrounding me with people. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the that's big one. number one. Uh, two would be to continue to dial in my food and, and always try new things every once in a while. Okay. Um, since I'm a routine person, I will do the same plan like nonstop. Mm-hmm. But we all know if you do the same plan all the time, you're going to plateau at some point yep. and you got to shake it up every now and then. And so that's why I'm doing the intermittent fasting right now just to kind of shake things up. Um, but it's forcing me out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Um, go. and so any kind of thing that kind of wrecks my routine a little bit, um, is helpful to me to be better at what I'm doing. Um, and, and the third thing would be to, uh, um, consistently get out there with my story a okay. little bit more. Um, I've been slacking on that, um, with updating, um, things and, um, I let outside things limit me. Okay. Um, because you didn't maybe place it as the right priority. No, it's, it's more like, I don't, I don't want to say things that offend people because, Mm -hmm. because I've gotten so far out there. Um, and there's people in different workout genres. There's people in different things. Obviously I think my avenue is the best for me. And so I don't want it to come across as in like, this is the end all be all for everybody. Right. Um, and it's easy for that to happen because I'm passionate about what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but um, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. And, and so for me, I just want to be secure enough to just continue to put me out there yeah. without restriction. I would definitely want to try to challenge you on coming through with being more, getting out there more, because yeah. I do feel like so many people would hear the story and probably like they already have would hear the story, see your transformation and not just the body, but mm-hmm. how everything, yeah. the, you know, priorities and everything like that. And I think so many people would take so much clarity in realizing that it is possible and that there is a way to make it happen. It's just actually about sitting down, making that plan and making it happen. Yeah. So I will definitely want to want to challenge you in trying to yeah. uh, be out there and doing that. But that's awesome, man. That's all we got. I appreciate you coming in. Hey, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>